How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 80 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. We did it, Chiefs Kingdom. Pat yourselves on the back because we've waited it out and have been rewarded with the new 2023 NFL season. The Chiefs kick off the new season against the Lions on Thursday, the 7th of August, and we'll be hosting yet another banner ceremony. I mean, it feels great saying that, doesn't it? But how are the Chiefs set for another crack at a back-to-back Super Bowl opportunity? We'll discuss this and more as we preview the Lions at the Chiefs. But first... going to take this part of the show to actually apologize to our avid listeners out there because um we tried recording a show last week and um my internet was just not having it i was in in between two holidays at the time i was off for two weeks i thought i'd be able to cram in a nice recording session with my good pal tom right here and it was just not happening wasn't it mate no you sounded like a robot the entire time i was talking to you um, I was pretty annoyed you know, because last week we we planned this big bumper prediction show that we we're going to go. We're yeah. going to give all our bold predictions, anything, basically all the silliness that you expect from the Great British Chief Show. We we're going to throw it all in one. Remember last year, I got my prediction perfectly right. Pat on oh, the back. God, yeah, there we go again. Um, so yeah, but you know, we still have time to do some predictions, but we have a little less time now because we've got a game to talk about, an actual football match. None of this preseason nonsense, none of this Hall of Fame game nonsense. We don't have to talk about who's catching passes from Shane Buscelli and St. Joseph. We have an actual game of football to talk about, and I am delighted. How do you feel about it? I am very delighted at the fact that we get to see a banner ceremony at Arrowhead with a full stadium this time. I'm really looking forward to this. 
I'm looking forward to the atmosphere, what it what it must be like, because we've been waiting for so long for the for this kind of moment to uh, yeah. to share it with the fans, you know, the team to share it with the fans, and it's 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 going to be like it, it's strange because everything seems to be happening on that day, doesn't it? Because we've got America's game coming out on what is it tomorrow? Is it Wednesday? Wednesday when we're recording? Tuesday we're recording. Uh, so we've got America's game to look forward to. Then we've got the world's largest tailgate, which apparently mm-hmm. is all going to be live streamed across the world and everybody's going to be involved in it. And, yeah. you know, it's it's terrible for us in a way because it's peak nap time, as, as you call it, don't you, Tom? Where yeah, we, uh, terrible over timing, here. Brother Chiefs. Horrible. Putting it on between 10 and 12 in the evening over here when I know I will be asleep between 10 and 12. Yeah, yeah. It's, the game, but yeah, you know. But anybody who knows knows what we do over here, we we seem to go to bed about seven o'clock. Not together, yeah. obviously, but we go to bed. Well, the UK I'm open to it. I'm <laughs> open to it. I'm not being funny. It, we we've been friends for that long now that we must be like putting the keys in the pot type of relationship now. Surely we must be there, right? <laughs> must be there. Must be there yeah. now. But we can do that in Germany, can't we? We'll do that in Germany. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, yeah so. Um, was it? Where was it? You've got all flustered, haven't you, mate? No, you got me all flustered. Flushing, getting all flustered. (laughs) Oh god, now I'm nervous about sharing a room with you in Germany. (laughs) No, that was it. We're talking about sleep pattern, weren't we? That was. Am I going to wake up in the middle of the night and just turn around and I'm just going to like feel your groin against me? Like, no, no, I don't do that. I just stand there in the room and just stare at people. Oh, I'm going to sleep in the bath and lock the door. <laughs> if anyone's going to Germany, has a spare room, I'm, I'm more than willing to pay double to share with you guys because genuinely you should see how red Brad has gone since I said about uh, sharing keys. and It's tan, mate. That's what it is. It's tan. <laughs> anyway, yes, sleep patterns. Sleep patterns over here in the UK. A lot of us have, have used the sleep pattern where we go to sleep about 7 o'clock at night set the mm-hmm. alarm for one and get ready to obviously make our cups of tea and get our little snacks yeah. together and everything for half one kickoff. But with all this going on, all this excitement with the, the world's largest tailgate. Yeah. I'm in two minds whether, what do I do? Do I, do I, do I kind of register and get in there or what do I, do I get some much needed sleeping? Cause I've got work the next morning. See, I haven't, I've got the day off because I'm not a moron. Um, I booked it off months and months ago. See, I've also got Monday off as well, the first Monday after the NFL season, so I can watch prime time on Sunday night as well. Um, but also, like, I want to do that. I want to stay up all night. I want to watch all the, the ceremonial stuff. I want to see the banners. I want to see how the crowd reacts, how Arrowhead reacts. I want to see who's going to be Matt Wahlberg. No, it's not Matt Wahlberg. I'm getting Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg mixed up. I mean, Matt Wahlberg. I don't know. Wait, Mark, was it Mark Wahlberg? Was that Mark the one? Wahlberg, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Mark Wahlberg who was the Patriots guy, wasn't it? Oh, that was hilarious. That one. Yeah. He was giving it the big one, and then the Chiefs. Yes, yeah, so I want to see who the Chiefs them. version of Mark Wahlberg is going to be. Yeah. But at the same time, we finally got summer in the UK. It's yeah. been two months of dreadful weather in the UK, and we finally got something that resembles a summer. And the weather is meant to be fantastic on Friday. Do I actually want to spend it all day in bed recovering from a Chiefs game? I don't know. So maybe I'll skip all that stuff and watch it on Friday night and repeat. I don't know about you, though, but I mean, after a, a, a good win, if the Chiefs you know, have a good win on that nighttime game, that one yeah. thirty in the morning game, I can't go to sleep anyway for the next game. Oh, and, uh, do you know what? I'll never forget after the Buffalo Bills game, the, the infamous Buffalo Bills divisional yeah. game. Um, was it me and you? No, it might be me and someone else. 
I think, and, no, I think um, we were watching it on, we were we online. Yeah, we, wa- we watched it on a Zoom call together, but there was a few of us and me and one of the other guys, I didn't have work the day after, thankfully, but me and one of the other guys were afterwards were just up like talking, like drinking beer in our own house, but talking on Zoom, just completely wired from that win. I think it was near, near enough, like half six, seven o'clock in the morning by the time I went to bed, like a good two, three hours after the game finally finished yeah. before I went to bed because I was just wired. And I still get that now. I do, as I'm getting older, it is easier because I found I find as I'm getting older, it's becoming easier and easier just to fall asleep. Like I fall asleep on the sofa in the day all the time. Slip me in a car, fall asleep. So I am finding it easier to fall asleep, not whilst I'm driving, just to let you know. So I'm finding it easier to fall asleep after the games. But even still, if it goes to the YSA, it goes down to Harrison Butker or something like that towards the end, then I will be wired and then that'd be me for, set for Friday. Yeah, I remember being wired when uh, it was the joint game. Yeah. When uh, Cairo Santos hit that doink, oh man, that was that was I, 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 how that game ended and how it. it I mean, I, it's dead and buried. I was actually mm-hmm. two minds where to actually switch off at one point because I thought, yeah, definitely. you know, um, hell, hell of a game, uh, hell of a mm-hmm. comeback as well. So uh, yeah, getting wired after a game like that, it is terrible on the uh, on the sleep pattern. I must admit. Um, but yeah, we've got America's game to look forward to as well. And um, it's <laughs> there seems to be a bit of chatter going around at the minute and who's actually going to be narrating it and who's going to be there as part of the, uh, which players are going to be telling their story. And uh, there's a lot of people saying, uh, they wonder if Chris Jones is going to be on it this time. I thought he was. I thought that's been was. announced. I may I may have missed it, but I thought he'd already been announced that Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones are the three players. Ah, and it's Paul right. Rudd once again. Doing oh, it's the, always uh, Paul Rudd, isn't it? We'll have, we'll have a bit of Yeah, yeah. He might be so, our um, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Be Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. Maybe our Mark Wahlberg for sure. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, right. Should we crack on then and crack on about this game? Because, um, I mean, it's crept up on us really quickly. It has for me because um, we were just going through some of the show notes there, weren't we? And Tom was going, have you done anything for this at all? <laughs> have you done any prep for this at all? I'm like, it's just around the corner. I didn't realise it was just here. Um, so, yeah, Lions at Chiefs. Um now, let's start with the elephant in the room. We have yeah. to. Come on, Chris Jones. We have to. He's not playing. He's not playing. I don't think he's playing, no. He's... No, he's, I've, it's Tuesday. He hasn't practiced. He's not playing. There's no, no chance he plays. I think even if he walked through the door tomorrow or Wednesday, as people listen to this, show, I still don't think he plays. I think he's done. He's absolutely yeah. not playing this game. Mm. What's your take on the Chris Jones situation? Before we dive too much into the Lions and why it matters for that game, but as a general, because we haven't talked about Chris Jones that much. No, probably haven't. people thinking, oh, why has he brought up Chris Jones? I'm bored to hell of this conversation. But I do feel like as a podcast about the Kansas City Chiefs, we probably should at least touch on the biggest story of the offseason. We've so. been avoiding it because we've been bored of it as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I think it's fair to say, isn't it, that we have been bored of the whole... Chris Jones saga, and I mean, you know, it is it is annoying. It is you know we're we're literally a couple of games away from uh, a couple of days away from a, a season opener, a big part of the the history of the Chiefs game, the Chiefs Kingdom, and we haven't got one of our best players there, and who's been instrumental at actually mm-hmm. winning another Super Bowl, and not to have him playing um, and have this thing drawn out so much. It does raise a lot of questions. I think a lot of fans are getting a bit frustrated by it because I think a lot of us thought it was going to be sorted at least by the end of training camp. Yeah. Um, and there's the, people seem to be turning on Chris Jones a little bit more on this because he's he is asking for a, a, a good amount of money. 
and the Chiefs are offering a good amount of money, but clearly there's something in there that isn't isn't matching the requirement of uh, of Chris Jones' representatives. And in the best will in the world, like you said, you know, even if it gets signed now, he's not going to be playing on Thursday. So the longer it goes on, and it as has been hinted that he could wait it out till about week eight, which is that's yeah. half the season gone. Yeah. Without I mean, one of your best players on defense, um, so I'm I must admit I'm getting I'm getting to the frustration stage now. I'm getting to the point you're where you're getting I agitated think, with him. I am getting agitated with it because I think, look, there's a lot of money there. There's a lot of money there that, that somebody would, you know, happily take. Um, I, I know a lot of us would happily take something that kind of money, but I suppose it's understanding what Chris Jones believes he's worth. He's yeah. He's, you know, he's brought a lot of success to the Chiefs. He's been very much that linchpin in that defense. And he clearly wants to be paid like one of the best, like, you know. No, he doesn't want to get paid like one of the best. He wants to get paid the best. That's the problem. Oh, yeah, exactly. He he wants more money than reported. He actually wants more money than Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, Aaron Donald. Of course, Aaron, he's getting more yeah, Aaron Jones. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a running back. Um, Too many Aaron's, man. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's all those Aaron's. Um, he wants more money than Aaron Donald. And I, I love Chris Jones. Yeah. But Aaron Donald is the single greatest defender of this generation. Probably one of the greatest defenders of all time. Now, Chris Jones had a better season than Aaron Donald. But even still, the whole body of work throughout career, Aaron Donald easily beats out Chris Jones. Yeah. Is Chris Jones going to be as good as he has been in the next three or four years? Maybe, but maybe not. He's getting a bit older. So I understand why the Rams gave the deal they did to Aaron Donald because he is generational. He is just a one of a kind player. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like Chris Jones is that kind of player. He's not like like I don't know. Like if Chris Jones retires today, is he a lock for the Hall of Fame? Oh, it's a good question, actually. Like, because, I, I mean, if you know. look at his resume, I, th- I mean, I think, I think maybe he will get, yeah. It. yeah, like more likely, yes, he would get in, but he's not like a lock, complete lockdown first mm. ballot Hall of Famer in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, but he could be. So he's still got a way to go. And if you're not quite there at the age of twenty nine, thirty, then. Why should you get paid like the best defender or more than the best defender of all time or one of the best defenders of all time? It just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that irks me a little bit about this whole whole deal is that, that you have a good contract right now. I know you're not showing up, but you are getting paid a lot of money to play football for the Chiefs this year. You agreed to that contract. You signed that contract. You can play out this year. And then you can go and be a free agent and sign whatever contracts you want. Back yourself. Go out. Go and have a career year for the Chiefs and then go sign wherever you want or come back to Kansas City. But the fact that he's under contract for so much money and he's not turning up to play, that bothers me a little bit. I was okay with him missing preseason. I was okay with him missing training camp. But I always thought that it would get to week one and he would turn up for the practice. I thought Sunday was the practice he needed to show up for. Mm. And I thought, right, bygones be bygones. I'm here this year. Let's get on with this. Next year, let's renew these conversations. Let's see. He goes out and has a career year. Like, he clearly believes he's going to because that's the contract that he wants. He mm. wants the contract that says, I'm going to be even better. Come in then. Prove prove it. Play 
play for your play this year, play under this contract, and then if you do have that season that you're so certain that you're going to have because of the money that you're demanding, then guess what? The Chiefs absolutely have to pay you that money next year. If they don't, the Chiefs say goodbye and another team does. Okay, yeah. so it was for me, it's a win-win for Chris Jones. The only way it's a, lo- a loss for Chris Jones is if you go and play this year in this contract and you don't play very well. And if you don't play very well, guess who's right? The Chiefs are right for not paying you that big contract in, that you wanted in the first place. Yeah. So I just don't understand where the Chris Jones camp is coming from on this. I think you've got a contract. You've agreed to that contract. You're now with this team. This team's trying to go back to back. You're talking about how you love Kansas City. You want this dynasty. You want to do all of this. You've talked about paying Frank Clark in the offseason. And you know that if you played Frank Clark, you wouldn't be getting the deal you wanted as well anyway, yeah. by the way. So he's willing to give up money in that sense. But I just don't get I don't get the position anymore, Chris Jones. I had a lot of sympathy for him two or three weeks ago. Mm. Fine, do what you want to do. But now we're into the business part of the season. We're now into the bit where it matters. He absolutely should be here. And the Chiefs are a worse team for it. And I actually think in the long run, Chris Jones might be a little bit worse off for it as well. Yeah, I think so as well. But I I mean, also to kind of defend him on one point, I suppose, is he's probably thinking, well, if I go out there and week one, I'd suddenly do myself a, a season-ending injury. You know, where do I actually stand there? Who, I mean, who's going to pick me up then? And is the is the the value of me? I know you want the guarantees, but well. I mean, you've got a contract still. You've still signed that contract for this year. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Has what contract was it? Did Sean Watson come out and just like ruined contracts now? Because oh yeah, it's not a fully guaranteed contract. Is that is all players wanting that now? It's not going to happen. The Chiefs yeah. are offering him a guaranteed contract. As it is. Yeah. But what they're saying is if you're getting this contract, we want to pay you a little less than Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. which I think is more than reasonable. Because if on, you're saying about week one injuries, fine. He goes, it goes out, signs his contract, week one gets injured. Guess what? The Chiefs have to pay him £55 million pound or $55 million extra yeah. for him not being his normal self. It works both ways. There's, of course, there's risks to sport. You're playing a sport, your career could be over in a single down. Yeah. But you've signed a contract played to that contract honor it yeah. it's not like he's not like he's getting massively underpaid this year is it no. or is it 27 million dollars or something like that something like that yeah it's not crazy like that he's, he's the one of his, like that. Yeah. if he was down to make 17 million dollars this year or 18 million dollars absolutely you are 100 percent getting underpaid but you're earning 27 million dollars i still think he's the second highest paid defender this year regardless mm-hmm. come on man there has to be a point where you say, right, enough is enough. I've got to go into camp now because yeah. it is really clearly in the Chiefs off as well. Yeah. You can tell it is. It's, it is in them off big time. Like they're sick to death for talking about it. They're not never going to out him in public. Oh, no. because no, no. Mahomes, like, Mahomes is perfect. At it. He goes into the press conferences and, he's like, and he, every answer he gets is just crystal clear. And it's mm. perfectly it's scripted almost, you could say. But you can just tell that they're sick to death of this conversation. Travis Kelsey on his own podcast, that other podcast is, is almost as good as this one. That podcast, he's talking about Chris Jones, oh, get there, brother. Like, we need you, man. Like, all this. They clearly want him there. Andy Reid. Oh, Andy. Off to hell about talking to a conversation. Sorry, you're going to have to add the uh, the duck in there. <laughs> yeah, he he's sick of talking majorly about it now. right now. Yeah. What was he said the other day? I don't know what his agenda is. What yeah. his agenda is? Jesus. That, now that's that's quite 
That's cutting that's for Andy Reid. It is. It's heavy from Andy Reid. Yeah. Though. I mean, normally he's like he's all for players getting the deals what they need and you know getting paid and everything like that. And he's always he always seems to be very much leaning on the players' side of things, especially when they're going through some highlighting some uh, some political thing or something like that. The, the mm-hmm. players that really want to back it, he's really he really backs the players and things things like this, and especially with contracts and stuff. But he seemed really agitated, mm. really agitated by this. Don't want to don't want to pick man off. No, you don't. You, do don't. you don't. You really don't. And you don't. You certainly don't want to wait wait till week eight. Jesus. No. Um, talking about um, you know, injuries and stuff like that. We've we've actually heard in the last what hour, um, that Kelsey Travis Kelsey's hyperextended his knee in training. Um, now. I've heard or seen on Twitter, <laughs> let's say, yeah. that um, he's uncertain to play on Thursday. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Can you see Kelsey missing a game for a hyperextended knee? I mean, hyperextended knee is such a funny one because yeah. I've done it so many times yeah. where I've pl- I've played on like a, a bad football surface or something like that, like an AstroTurf or something like that. Yeah. And I've planted my foot and I've kind of gone over my knee a little bit and hyperextended it that way. And when you first do it, it feels like it is the worst injury of all time. You think, yeah. oh, my ACL's gone, oh, everything's gone, all my legs are gone, I'm going to die. Cut it off. Like, cut it off. Get, get the medic, <laughs> like, end it all. Like You do think it's the worst. And it, but that sensation lasts for about 15 seconds. Yeah. And then you're absolutely fine. Like, you bend it a little bit. Fine. Then I go running around. And then people start calling you like, oh, what was that all about? Like, what's all that drama for? Like, we thought you were going to die. You asked us to call your mum, all sorts. <laughs> like, you just, you, you have all this drama. But it only lasts like 15 seconds. Now, obviously, he's an athlete. Hmm. And I'm not an athlete. So ex- hyperextending your knee must be worse when you're an athlete. But based on my own personal experience, which I accept counts for cool in this instance i can't imagine that travis kelsey is going to miss this game and i think it's shown that the bookies doesn't don't believe that he's going to miss this game either like the the opening line for this week was 6.5 um favorites for the chiefs upon the travis kelsey news being released it went to six like come on like <laughs> you'd That's you'd think point, if because yeah. no doubt like, the bookies surely they must have doctors around <laughs> or the people, the people doing the big bets on the, on the games, they must yeah. like do some medical research as well before they make their bets. And clearly the line hasn't moved as much as um, yeah. we thought it was going to upon the Travis Kelsey. Be so I'm not worried. I will make two predictions mind when we get to predictions. One will be based on Travis Kelsey playing and the other will be on Travis Kelsey not playing. Oh, right. Okay. We'll cover all bases there. What about Chris Jones? Oh, he's not playing. He's, he's not, not playing full stop. Playing. Yeah. Incidentally, you just saying that about 6.5 um, and, you know, obviously starting off at 6.5. Apparently, it was still at 6.5 when they heard that Chris Jones wasn't playing. I heard that. I did, yeah. I did hear that. So I don't know how that... Maybe they just... Maybe the line has just been accepted for weeks. Maybe book uh, betters have just accepted for weeks and maybe Chris maybe. Jones weren't playing. And maybe it's just uh, us Chiefs fans that were more living in hope than anything else that he we, would. We have been a bit tetchy. I think on yeah. social media, uh, Chiefs fans, haven't we? We have been a bit tetchy this season. Um, well, the, the, this this preseason, anyway. Um, just wondering what the hell's going on, and uh, yeah, I suppose here we are. That's the issue, isn't it? But um, anyway, uh, that's that out of the way. Uh, let's talk about the Lions oh. now. 
the Chiefs versus Lions, it doesn't sound like a sexy matchup, but I always remember the one that we had from 2015 back in uh, the UK, which was, that was a hell of a game. I thought that was good. Well, it was good for us. It was a hell of a game for the Chiefs because we actually blew out the Lions. And I always mm-hmm. have a fond memory when this this kind of game comes around, Lions and the Chiefs. But there's a bit of an improvement from the Lions this season, yeah. apparently, isn't there? <laughs> a bit of an improvement. <laughs> Dan Campbell, he's a wizard. Like, yeah. he's gone... He's turned that franchise into an absolute joke, into a respectable team that a lot of people are picking to win their division this year. Like, mm. and that's in two full two full seasons. Like, he had a terrible first year with Detroit, but you could tell that from it hard knocks alone in that first season, the culture that they were trying to build in Detroit. And I think immediately, I think hard knocks, hard knocks, done so much for Dan Campbell yeah, uh, and because he got widely praised across the board about what he was trying to, to do. And I think it helped him in the sense because public perception of what he was trying to do was so good across the general public, media, other executives, the way they're talking about what he wants to do. And the fact they didn't actually have much talent that probably helped the Detroit Lions hierarchy, who's probably already seen all this as themselves and acknowledged it anyway, mm. to hang on hang on to him. And now the Lions are playing dividend. They made that trade for a quarterback. They they decided to say goodbye to Matt Stafford, give him his parting gift of going to the Rams and let him try and win a Super Bowl, which obviously worked for them. And in return, well, I think they got a first-round pick and Jared Goff, and he looks like a player reborn. I think the Lions are a fun team. I think they are a frisky team. I don't think they're as good as everyone says. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think as good as everyone says because there is a big outlier. There is a big problem there for, for me, and we'll talk about it in a second. But they are a team that I will actively root for this year, 100%. Yeah. After Once, week after, one. After we get Thursday out of the way, yeah. I will actively root for them for the next 16 games happily. Yeah. Well, I, I was a bit intrigued by this team because I mean looking at um how they were last season I mean yeah they had a winning record but um apparently the defense in total was one of the worst defenses in in the there's no apparent about it mate they were dreadful yeah you know and and I just think well how how can you just suddenly flip a switch and suddenly everything's okay again in the in the everything's rosy in the garden because suddenly this team has got got a a a world-class defense all of a sudden how does that suddenly just flick? Because I I can't understand. I know they got some free agent additions this this time, but surely that doesn't change a team that much or defense that much. Surely, I don't. I think it's a combination of a couple of things. I think yes, they've added talent on the defensive side of all. Obviously, they've added, added Gardner Johnson from the Eagles. That was a big big coup for them yeah. to get that player this uh, this off season. But I think it's more so on the offensive side of ball that. Everyone's looking at the Lions and thinking, wow, they are, mm. they they know how to almost flick a switch. They're similar to the Chiefs in that sense. They can flick a switch and just go. Yeah. And at the back end of the last season, their defense kind of kept up a little bit. Like the first six games, the def- defense was horrendous. Like I think they lost mm. a game 45 44 to the Seahawks, was it? And yeah. by by the end, by the end of it, they're like shutting down Aaron Rodgers. In, in Green Bay in week 17. So like there, there wasn't a noticeable improvement as the season goes on. But we say this all the time about the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense 
You don't look at the Chiefs' defense and say, oh, superstar, superstar, superstar. We do because we know the Chiefs' defense. But from the outside looking in, we don't look at the outsiders, don't look at the Chiefs' defense and go, oh, Willie Gay, he's a hell of a player, isn't he? Like they don't do that about those type of players. And we're the same with the Lions. But the Chiefs' defense gets better and better as the year goes on. And that's what happens to the Lions' defense. It gets schematically better. They get more comfortable in the scheme. And and the team figures it all out. And that's exactly what happens with the Lions. I think they won, what, nine out of their last 10 games Mm -hmm. last year or something crazy like that. They went on an absolute tear-up at the end of the season. So that's why everyone's hot about them. It's like the 2015 Chiefs, that team, the one that beat the Lions in in Wembley in 45-10, that team. Started one and five. This team's awful, terrible team. Then, then what happened? We won like a 10, 11 game win streak. We lost in the playoffs. That's fine. And then the next year, we won, a, we won an onslaught, didn't we? Actually, 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 was it? No, it was the year after. What's that? Who did we play in? No, I, I was going to say something incorrect then. I was going to say, didn't we go on the tear up in 2015? And then the following year, we beat the defending champs on opening night. I was trying to draw comparisons between the two. Uh, no, right. it, was, it was the year after that we yeah. went into New England and beat yeah. them on opening night. Oh, I, I, I see where you're going with that. Because <laughs> you were yeah. worried that the Lions were going to do the same as, as what, what we the done. Chiefs did. Yeah, <laughs> Basically, yeah. Patriots, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've not seen too much on, on the lines. I must admit, it's not something that I've been kind of like keeping my own eye on the lines. But that's you, like you say, you didn't actually watch them. Watch them towards the back end of the year. They honestly, Brad, they were so much fun. Oh like, yeah, but it's like you, you know you recognize the results, but it's also like one of the, the lines are always one of those teams that I was like ah, they're not really one of the first ones I look for when it comes to you know watching the other games or, or yeah, watching yeah. the highlights back. Um, but. Yeah, they are becoming a bit more of a sexy team on the the offensive side of the ball. But like I said, I I always worry. I always wondered about that that defense letting them down. And I suppose you're right in a way. I mean, the Chiefs have obviously sorted out their defense, and they don't have those, you know, eye catching star players. Unlike you know, like I said, Chris Jones um, on the defensive side. Um, the Chiefs have, have have become efficient in in especially at the cornerback position. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I suppose I can see it now that, you know, the Chiefs are very much heavily led, led on their offensive side. As long as the defense is putting up, you know, a justifiable kind yeah. of, uh, you know, acceptable level of defense, then the Chiefs are absolutely going to win games. So I can see where you're coming from. You know, the offensive side of the ball for the Lions, they're pretty much loaded on there. And they've got, you know, they've got a thousand yard receiver in uh, Amundsen, uh, Amundsen Brown. Amon Rasen no, Brown. I can't even get probably. his name right. Amon Rasen Brown. You've got to say it in the Scott Hansen voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always get it wrong. I was I always want to call him Amon Amundsen Brown. No, Amon Ra. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. You've absolutely butchered that one, man. I've absolutely butchered it. Yeah, I have. <laughs> um, but um, I mean, expectation wise, are they over? Are they overegging it a little bit no. for this season? You're not thinking maybe they a over-egging? little, maybe a little, right? Maybe a little, yes, a little. But I love their offense. I really do. Yeah. Like Ben Johnson. Like I, I, I'll not lie. Right, I've watched three Lions games this weekend in preparation for this show. Okay, because I am slightly more committed to my job than you are. Okay. Yeah, clearly this week three, mate. <laughs> I've watched three Lions games this weekend, and honestly, it was an absolute joy. A pleasure to watch this team. Honestly, yeah. some of the stuff they were doing offensively was just so much fun. They like even like the Packers, they were just like, 
Fuck it, we're running it. Don't care. We're just going to go for it. And then we're going to rely on Jared Goff when we absolutely have to. They yeah. just got, they found something they were good at and stuck to it. And that's what I like offenses to do. Like we, we all talk about the, the 49ers Super Bowl. If the 49ers carry on running the football, the Chiefs don't win that Super Bowl. We all know that's true. Yeah. Okay. So I like it when offenses find something they're good at. But the, the Lions, what they're good at is just like, you know, just being stupidly creative. Like there was one, there was one play, right? I watched and I was, I should have cut it up and tweeted it, but I was dying when I saw it. It was Penai Saul, their right tackle. He was lined out wide on the left-hand side and he run in motion. Okay. So run, run in motion, almost like a jet sweep motion. The ball got, (laughs) he went out and it looked like Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're talking about a 300 pound man or maybe 270. How long did it take? Running, running in motion across the line of scrimmage. They did say he was athletic when he was coming out of college, by the way. So yeah. I didn't realize he was this athletic. And uh, running in motion, and he goes to Jared Goff, and you're thinking, right, here we go. It's going to be a screen out, a wide receiver screen. Penn Ice is going to be out in front, and he's just going to go and absolutely obliterate a cornerback. Yeah. Oh, no. Penn Ice runs a um, runs a wheel route and ends up catching a diving pass up the sideline. Like I was just watching that. I was thinking, this is brilliant and like there was another play and i cannot remember who the receivers were but it might have been williams it was williams anyways they threw the ball to williams and it it was on third and 18 or something third and 10 or something like that and it was a designed lateral play an actual designed lateral play and i thought so he threw threw it short to the receiver and the receiver just pitched out to the running back who again was on in motion and uh, he, he almost got there. It was a very, very good game. But I just I was watching it. And as a fan of the Chiefs who continuously roll out highly creative plays, I was just like, I'm going to fall in love with this team this season. And I was watching also scared as well. In fact, petrified about what this team may do to the Chiefs on Thursday night, minus Chris Jones. So the question remains on that then is, can the Chiefs defence handle this Lions offence? With what you've seen already, and you almost compare them to what the Chiefs were like when they were building up to this fantastic offense that they are. Um, do you think that the uh, the Lions will tear into the Chiefs' defense, or do you think it's going to be something where we we've always seen the Chiefs' defense start off a little bit slow, haven't we? Yeah. Um, until they obviously get into the measure of things, and then obviously the you know we, we see them getting better and better throughout the season. So, is this going to be a really bad time to play the Lions? Uh, yeah, I, obviously you can go both two ways, right? Yes, the Lions are amazing and whatnot, but the pa- uh, Patriots, sorry, the Chiefs, Patriots? the Chiefs yes. off a bye are also incredible, and they're every week they're incredible, but off a bye they're even better. So you can look at two ways but I just I look at the way that they ended the season last year and I know the season before shouldn't carry too much weight but at the end of the day that's where everyone's basing their expectations on and I'm looking at what like Jared Goff done in the last few games of the season he in the his last six games his EPA per drop back was 0.31 which was first in the NFL during that time. So EPA-wise, he was better than Patrick Mahomes in the last six games of the season last year. Really? Yeah. And we all remember the famous Jared Goff season in 2018, the year that Mahomes won uh, MVP, right? Yeah. That 54-51, who was the quarterback of the other team? Yeah, good point. It was Jared Goff. And could the Chiefs stop him for love nor money? Absolutely not. He tore them apart with Gerald Everett at tight end and stuff like that. And... 
And so there has been, I'm not seeing this saying, oh, I fear Jared Goff, but the version of Jared Goff that played last year was the closest, if not better than the version of Jared Goff that was brilliant for the first 13 games of the 2018 season. Mm-hmm. Like, ridiculously good like at that point before he fell off in late november and into december it was who's going to win the mvp out of jared goff and patrick mahomes then patrick mahomes went up another gear jared goff unfortunately for him stepped back a few Mm -hmm. so if you're going to get that version of jared goff out the gates tomorrow paired with ben johnson's creative uh play calling compared with a running back that's tipped to be rookie of the year by some with Armand Russell Brown with Josh Reynolds um, who's the other guy they've got have they still got DJ Shark I don't know if they have still got DJ Shark but they've got so many weapons on that team and they've got a very 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 good offensive line as well I mm. do worry about the the Chiefs ability to stop the Lions the weather may play against them yes the Chiefs may turn the ball over they may miss some kicks but what also scares me about this Lions offense, and this isn't, oh, I can't believe, look at him kissing the Lions' ass. Oh, yeah. I, just, <laughs> I just respect what, who they are. Um, I also believe that the Lions are going to be very aggressive when they need to be aggressive as well. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to like bottle it, essentially. They aren't going to punt much. They aren't going to kick field goals. They are going to try and score points. Yeah. Now, when we flip this onto the other side of the ball, Chiefs offense... For example, I do feel like the Chiefs are probably better placed to be better than they were last year as well. Oh, yeah. I, I saw you tweet something out, but obviously we'll get into that in the second half for sure. But you were you were quite high on that, weren't you? I do believe the Chiefs offense is going to be the best it's ever been under Patrick Mahomes this year. Really? Yeah. That Super Bowl performance was ridiculous. Like, outrageous. When you think about it. The second half? The whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah, it was an outrageous game. It was It was just outrageous. And I look at this team now. They are better at the tackle positions. 100% better than they were last year. They have a backup tight end that seems to be getting better. And they have this group of wide receivers, which is just like 57 varieties. You know, is it 57 or 58 varieties? Oh, and the but the Heinz bait Heinz, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, 57, I think, isn't it? I think it's 57. Yeah. I'll, I might go get a tin out and check. Uh, 57 <laughs> varieties. Yeah. So that, that's, that's what you've got at wide receiver now. And I just think the Chiefs are so poised and perfectly placed to take the matchups that they need to, to mm. for every specific situation. I feel like there's not going to be a situation this team's going to face that they haven't got the answer for either on the field or on a play sheet. Right. And Patrick Mahomes is getting wildly more efficient with every passing season. He's getting used to taking what the defense gives them every single season. He now has a better offensive play caller. as Well, no. He now has a better offensive coordinator than he did before as well. Oh, that's controversial. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. It's not. A hundred percent isn't. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, what, Matt Matt Nagy? Nagy, we all remember the famous 2017 Matt Nagy takeover yeah. when he turned Alex Smith into some form of god. Like we remember, we remember that was that. God mode Alex Smith, wasn't it? That yeah, that was, was it. 2017 def- or 2016? No, it was 2017. 2017. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he turned. Like we all remember that. So come on, yeah. 
but yeah, I do. I honestly, I, I've been thinking about it for a few weeks. And I was like, do I actually want to put this out there? Do I actually want to say this? But like the 2020 offense was ridiculous. The 2018 is the one everyone will remember because mm-hmm. obviously the highlights, the MVP and all this. But I think as a efficient unit, this particular group will be ridiculous. Dare I say, I think it'd probably be the most efficient offense of all time this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you because it's almost like from the last season, like we said with Patrick Mahomes, like you said, mentioning about him taking what the defense has given him yeah. and not going for the long highlight players and the you know the fantastic kind of long bombs that we were used to earlier in his career. It's almost like the Chiefs have forced these defensive coordinators to hit the reset button on what that plan was, what that that blueprint was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. About if you take the long ball away from him. What do you, you know, what does, what, what can, Holmes can't kill you with, you know, uh, the long bombs anymore. And it seems now that what they've done is they've, they've schemed it last year. They've won a Super Bowl off it that the fact that they've now taken it to the short game and they've given Mahomes the wide variety, 57 varieties of, of wide receivers. And they've made sure that that, that is now an, a question mark that yeah. defensive coordinators have to now kind of de- decipher because mm-hmm. it's now, well, if we keep him short, he wins the Super Bowl. If we keep him long, he wins the Super Bowl. Wow. How do we stop this guy? And and I do honestly think they've hit the reset button. Andy Reid and the coaching staff there have made sure that they have forced the league into wondering what is this anomaly that's going to come out as this yeah. season? Are we, are we going to see vintage Mahomes are we going to see Super Bowl winning Mahomes on just just literal dink and dunk players? Yeah. Um, and that's the exciting thing about this offense. I'm, I'm really excited to see it as well because there's <laughs> we we've spoke about it a lot. The the wide receiving room is probably the most. It's got the highest ceiling I think that we've had in a long time. We haven't got the 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 the, you know, the star player there the the big name player that we, that we were so used to i mean it's probably the biggest name we've got there is at the moment is Kadarius Tony but we've got such a, a huge variety of skill talent there that this could really be a, one of the most exciting chiefs offenses that we've ever seen yeah i also think it could be it could bomb <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I also think at times it could probably be one of the most boring offenses of all time. Yeah, because of the whole nature of our just take what the defense gives you up. But that also isn't in Mahomes' nature to just do that all the time. He will mm-hmm. take what the defense gives them and then throw it back in their face with some with a little extra as well. That's the that's Hollywood the type passes, of guy. He is. That's what we want. Yeah. yeah, that's the type of guy he is. So, but. Yeah, I'm I'm not concerned about the Chiefs' ability to move the ball on the Detroit Lions mm. this week. I think even if like if Travis Kelsey doesn't play, then obviously I'm a little bit worried because he he if Mahomes is uh the first superstar, then Travis Kelsey is the second, hundred percent. So I am concerned. Obviously, Tony has some injury concerns as well. But I feel like receiver wise we can we can cope enough with it. But I'm putting it on the big guys up front, you know, like I'm expecting Isaiah Pacheco to have a monster year after mm. the way he finished last year. So the teams continue to not stack the box against the Chiefs. I said about them being efficient. I think the Chiefs will just run the ball very, very well. They ran the ball very well last year at times. So like, if they can get to the point where they're picking up five, five and a half yards per carry on first down, 
then they're laughing and you, we all know what that does eventually well it should it may be against other teams it does it doesn't really happen against the Chiefs but in theory it should bring defenders into the box but it just doesn't seem to work against the Chiefs they don't do it because they're like oh, actually if we do bring defenders into the box we know what Mahomes is going to do so yeah. I am interested to see what the Lions do defensively to try and stop the Chiefs maybe they're just waiting for a brain fart like you do need luck to beat the Chiefs you do need the Chiefs to beat the Chiefs we we say all the time the only team that can beat the Chiefs is the Chiefs and without sounding too arrogant it's probably true mm. like you go back and watch all the all the losses like actually go on sound the alarm I always say this about Arsenal right oh, so, God. okay right so Arsenal right they it's similar to the Chiefs and uh, me and my brother were talking about this this morning in fact but you can watch a goal, right? And you could take all the kits off. You could take them out of the stadium. You could just watch how a goal plays out, right? And show me 100 goals. I will be able to pinpoint exactly which goals Arsenal concede. Because Arsenal only tend to concede goals that where they just made stupid errors themselves. Now, every now and then, they get undone by an outstanding bit of play, right? Mm-hmm. And you just have to hold your hands up and say, right, they just won. The attackers were better than the defenders yeah. at this point. But the Chiefs shoot themselves in uh, the, uh, the Arsenal shoot themselves in the foot so much. Like you only have to look at this season. Arsenal conceded three goals this season or four goals this season. Three of them have come from individual mistakes like, yeah. already. Like let's let's be honest, that's how it's that's how it's happened. They are proper typical Arsenal conceding goals. That's how I feel about the Chiefs. I genuinely do. I feel like the only the way the only reason the Chiefs ever lose games is because of their own mistakes, not because of what the other teams are doing. Like, I, I'm I'm thinking about losses. Like, when was the last time the Chiefs got, like, thoroughly outplayed and it had nothing to do with their own mistakes? Are we talking about the Titans loss, like, two years ago when we got absolutely destroyed? Yeah, I mean, I can't even think the Colts won. The Colts won. Well, the Colts won, again, was individual mistakes. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we that weren't... individual out- mistakes. The Bengals, the Bengals lost from the year before individual mistakes mm. like the last team the last time that i can remember where a team just like flat out beat the chiefs like flat track bully against the chiefs was that titans one a couple of years ago when Probably, i think the chiefs, yeah. i think we scored three points or something like that it was dreadful yeah. we lost like 27 three or something like that so it, it is rare for the chiefs to get beaten by the other team just straight up so this We've is why i'm always outplayed though we've been Sorry? we have been close to being outplayed especially i mean look at the um the Texans game, where we were down 24-0, we were getting outplayed. Yeah, but they was, that, that was blown coverage on a fourth and one. That was Tariq Hill dropping a punt. Mm. That, there was all sorts of mistakes. In yeah, that. there was mistakes in there Drop well, passes yeah. by Demarcus Robinson. Drop passes by Travis Kelsey. Stuff that they would normally do. Like, and obviously, every team makes mistakes. They do. But the Chiefs have a much wider margin of error than most teams mm. like our margin of error against the lions will be significantly better than the lions bigger than the margin of error that the lions have against us yeah 100 but the problem the chiefs have is when they start to make errors they seem to exacerbate and they get worse and they make more and they get in more head. <laughs> and they make more and they make more and it just snowballs yeah they just snowballs for whatever reason well look at sky more with his uh his spills yeah, but that, this, the spills against the Colts. The, yeah. He spilled a punt against the Colts. Mahomes made a couple of bad plays. And then Chris Jones starts talking to a ref and we end up losing that game. Talking to a ref. That's all it was as well, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. come on. And it's just it's just the Chiefs, the Chiefs, that game, perfect example. That's the Chiefs beating the Chiefs. So, like, you know, 
I do I do think the Lions stand a chance, but they do need a little bit of luck and they do need the Chiefs to shit the bed a little bit to beat us as well. Yeah, yeah. Which, like we said before, the defence early on in the season for the Chiefs is is a little bit hit and miss, yeah. I suppose, isn't it, to start off with. So it, it could be a high-scoring game, this. I'll tell you um, what, I will give you £10 if by the end of Thursday night you can tell me who the Lions punter is because I don't think they'll punt at all. Do you not think they'll punt at all? At all? You think they'll always go for it third down, fourth down, all all, all day? It's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> yeah. Um, players to watch for the Lions. Um, have you got a player that you think we really kind of got to keep an eye on this guy? I mean, I wasn't going to say the quarterback, but I'm just, I, I know I've t- I'm not going to go too far into it because of what we've already talked about, but I'm just such yeah. a fan of what Jared Goff done in the last six games. Yeah. I really do. And I, 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 th- I think it's, brilliant when a trade works out well for both teams yeah. and i don't i think that's probably the most balanced trade of all time like looking at it like stafford got his ring the rams got their ring and lions have got their core back to help with their rebuild he yeah, essentially is their alex smith right now that's yeah. who he is and he may he may go on to take them to a super bowl but then again he might just put them on the cusp so they can carry on building their team and then they can bring in their their mahomes as it were yeah, if, as if there's another one, but no, I, I like I love what the Lions are doing with Jared Goff, and um, the, if he gets time uh, in the right sort of situations, yeah. he can he can do some bits. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how he plays. I'm going to stack up on that. I'm going to go with Amon Ross and Brown because I've tried to get him a few times on Fantasy League, and I just can't get him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm trying to get him in the wrong rounds or what, but um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a shame because uh, I really do like what he you know what he actually brings and. And yeah, it's 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 stacking up that, isn't it, with um with, with Jared Goff and and having him as the uh, the, the pass catcher out of all this, and I, I think he's got a bright future. I think you're right. The 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 Lions' offense has got a bright future as well on this. So um yeah, I think they're two dangerous guys there. Um, score prediction. Okay, so I did say I was going to give you two. I did one them. Uh, yeah. So with Kelsey, I think the Chiefs win. 34 33 yeah yeah um no is my math right there no i'm gonna say 35 34 okay okay i think yeah. the chiefs win 35 34 with close kelsey I don't, I don't want a close game I, I i've got it as a one i've just finished five questions with the lions guys and i've i've said a one point game to them so are their tails up and their tails must be up surely yeah yeah naturally they, they, sh- they should be as well not as much as us with as defending chaps but they, they are yeah. they fancy themselves fair play to them no, um uh if, if kelsey's not playing then i think the, the lions probably still get 34 points yeah but the chiefs won't score as much they, they won't so uh, no. 34 24 i don't i don't buy the the line as such though the lines move by half a point that's because people think the injury isn't that serious, which is fine. Great. Brilliant. Chiefs win if that's not the case. But I do think there's a 10-point swing on the offense, whether Kelsey plays or not. I think he's that valuable to the offense. You're um, not completely convinced on Noah Gray? Making I, I like him. Yeah, I like him. And I, I and But if you've got Tony out, you've got Kelsey out, I think that's yeah. like as much as I want to heap praise on the Chiefs offense. You know, it's Kelsey's, you know, Big dog, isn't he? So you, know, yeah, you, you need well, him. Yeah. You need him in there. 
It's funny because uh, just saying that there, uh, Mina Kimes put on, um, on on Twitter, if Patrick Mahomes wins on Thursday with like Noah Gray and Sky Moore, I never want to hear him questioned ever again. <laughs> Which, I mean, he won an AFC Championship game with Marcus Kemp as his third wide receiver. So he won a Super Bowl. For goodness sake, with with without Tyreek Hill, and he only had Kelsey as the the main guy. So on one leg. On one leg, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think he's already proved that. But she makes a good point there. It <laughs> makes a good point. If he does win this game against the Lions, then yeah, we don't want to hear any of it ever again. Um, I'm gonna go with uh the Chiefs 31. Um Lions 20, 28. I was going to go 27 there, but I was going to go 28. So um, I think, but I think the Chiefs will probably hit the 31 quite convincingly early on. I just think it'll be one of those twitchy bum time games where the Lions start coming back into it later on. Yeah. Um, And giving us all a bit of a heart attack. (laughs) That's what the Chiefs do. That's what the Chiefs do. We're used to it. Um, And I'm predicting it again. So do you think, do you think can't make 40? You think you'll make forty? What watching the Chiefs? Yeah, no. Do you, yeah, I was gonna say, do you think? Do you think you'll make forty? But you've gone way past that. I've so. gone way past forty now, mate. Yeah, I'm way past it. But, I've got uh, five years to go. Can I? Can my heart handle five more seasons of Patrick Mahomes? I don't know. I didn't. I, I probably give out when he does the behind the back pass. <laughs> I think that's someone else that gives will. out if he does the behind the back pass. Well, I think I think you're in your mind. You'd probably just think, well, right, I've seen it all now. I can I can check out. Yeah, I've seen the behind behind the back pass. Never mind seeing my kids finish school or, you know, get married, have kids themselves. Oh, I've seen behind behind the back pass by my home, which I've been calling for about six years. Now yeah. I'm going to die. I don't know. I don't need to be a proud dad or a proud granddad anymore. I just yeah. need to just check out now. That's me. I'm done. Yeah, can see it all. Tell you what, if if I do die on that day, okay, when it happens or yeah. around that day. I want you to use this podcast as proof to my missus and my family that I want my home's back behind the back pass killed me on my gravestone. Okay. Hey, what is probably the only chance I'll ever be right as well with my predictions. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be crowing about it for months, mate. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. In fact, you want me to say that? If I die, you'll be crying. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be crowing (laughs) about it at the funeral. I'll say, I just, Part of my speech in your funeral, mate, would be: at least I predicted this. I was right about something. (laughs) (laughs) You're just you're just happy because you get to go on your own. You get double the amount of money now. (laughs) (laughs) We were going to have a break in the show, but we're just going to plow on, mate. This is just what we do, isn't it? No, I think we should take a break. Yeah, take a break because then Steve can put in what he needs to advert wise. Go on then, Steve. Put whatever you need to in this. Uh, When we come back, we will be discussing the new Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else. 
and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. It's the return of Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings. You love these, Tom, don't you? You love doing these power rankings. I don't know, it's easy to write, isn't it? It's um, it's inoffensive. It's just a bit quirky. I don't have to break down any film. I can just basically say the first thing that pops into my head and put them into our rankings. It's like, you know, it's the dream job, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you keep telling me it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. So you, I'm guessing you won the rankings now, don't you? Yeah, right. I won the rankings. So, We're doing five to one again. Let's do five to one. So you'll five be unsurprised to know that the Kansas City Chiefs are number one. Yeah. Followed by the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously. Obviously. There's not there's not much in terms of uh, oh wow factor here in terms of rankings. Uh, number three is the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, number four, the Buffalo Bills. Now, that I'm was, not convinced on the Bills. Yeah, I knew you were going to say this because a few people in the rankings they did rank them lower. The, yeah, it was the higher voters that kept them up there, and I was one of them. I'm still, I'm still okay on the Bills. I'm not ready to write them off yet. I think the Von Miller injury was massive last year. Mm. Obviously, the Demar Hamlin stuff affected them as well. Um, they just got beaten by a team that they don't match up very well against. On on the night, and the Bengals played brilliantly. They were excellent in that playoff game, and the the Bills just had a very very bad day at the office. I'm still high on them. I still think they're a really good team. I still, I do think they're going to struggle a little bit in terms of winning the division this year because yeah. obviously the New York Jets and the Patriots and the Dolphins. It is an absolutely loaded division, but I still think they're the best of those teams. Yeah, and for me, I, I, I wasn't ready as such to like promote the Jags above the Bills or anything go as crazy as that. I like, I, I thought, right, actually, let's look at body of work over the last few years. The Bills have got a very good body of work. They've just had a couple of humps. They've not been able to get over. So I think it's fair to keep them at the fourth. Now, if they drop a couple of games early in the season, I do expect them to plummet. Mm. And so like the back end of the top 10, maybe even just outside the top 10. But right now, as we are, I, I think it's fair to keep the Bills in their top five. Yeah. The, honestly, that AFC East, I think it's going to be one of the best divisions to watch this year. I really do. Yeah, but everyone said that about the AFC West last year and look what happened. Oh, yeah, it was crap, wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was done and dusted, wasn't it? Yeah, done, I done know what you mean. Um, yeah, the, there's always that hype, isn't it, around a particular division before a season starts. And that obviously the AFC East is is, is the one to watch. Um, yeah. you know, Aaron Rodgers being there at the Jets. Yeah. Do, I, I mean, sidetracking slightly here. Do yes, you honestly... I do like him now. Okay. Yeah. Yes. How did you I know like I was him facing hard knocks? Because... How did you know I was going to ask that? 
because I, I I just know the type of person you're going to ask because you mentioned Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and you went sidetrack and I knew exactly what you were going to say. <laughs> I like the hard knocks version of Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah. That's it. I I like that version of him. Yeah. That's as far as so I'm going to say. You like Jets Aaron Rodgers, not Packers Aaron Rodgers. I like the hard knocks version of. All oh, right, so we're not going as far as saying Jets version yet. Yeah. We're just saying, right, okay, we're just on the hard knocks version. I, it's, that's crazy how you knew I was going to say that. But you're um, so predictable. It's like, <laughs> I mean, this may be episode 80 of the Arrowhead Pride or Great British Chiefs show, but this is probably the 300th podcast we've ever recorded together. Probably so. is, yeah. You yeah, know so I, I, I do story. know you slightly better than you think. <laughs> do you think they actually do well this year, the Jets? I mean, I know they're loaded, yeah, but do you think they I actually do. do really well? Or we yeah. get to that one. We get to that one. Well, we know. All right, yeah, okay. Yeah, we get to that. Um, fifth, San Francisco 49ers. Um, I'd have them higher. I did have them higher. Mm. I had them higher than the um Bengals. Really? But, uh, really? Yeah, really? um, you know, I, honestly, I'm with you on that. I really am with you on that because, um, I, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but if we're going further on into like yeah. you know, the yeah, playoffs yeah. and everything like that, I want to get I want to get to that point yeah. at some point. Yeah, okay, so let's focus on the bottom half of the league. Um, Unsurprisingly, the Arizona Cardinals are thirty seconds. <laughs> How many games do you think they win this year? Two. two. Yeah. yeah, I knew you were going to say two. So that's what I said two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a good and, job we weren't playing odds on, Mitch. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Houston Texans thirty first, and the Colts thirty. Uh, Texans thirty first. Yeah, like, I think that's fair right now. I think I think they'll be kind of mid. Again, think. like like as easily as the Bills could plummet, the Texans could climb up. Yeah, you know these things. They're very fickle. It's I, early, bu- it? I do expect the Bucks to fall further and further down there. Yeah, into um, into the abyss. Yeah, I actually put as the comment: uh, Baker Mayfield versus Kyle Trask feels like Damien Hewitt versus Brody Croyle part two. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, so so true. Nobody's watching that game, are they? Uh, no, no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> No, no one wants to watch that quarterback battle. No chance. No, no, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Oh, All right, David days and the Brody Croyle days. Brody Croyle played twelve games to the Chiefs, started twelve games, and he didn't win a single one. And he got drafted, so he could have been. It could have been. He could have been the Mahomes. Yeah, because obviously we had to wait for Mahomes for the first quarterback win by a drafted player in thirty odd years. It could have been Brody Croyle. Should have been Brody Croyle. How yeah. it wasn't Brody Croyle, I do not know. But, yeah. Well, that's part of history now, mate, isn't it? Where you can just uh, obviously sit back and relax. Of uh, you know, you weren't never, you weren't about for the Brody Croyle game. I wasn't. Days, no, I mean I've seen I've oh, seen highlights mate. and stuff we've, like that for the Croyle days. We, but, had, uh... we had some dark times. Like <laughs> honestly, I used to watch, I watch, used to watch follow NFL games by the NFL Drive Chart on NFL.com. Yeah, and it's literally just like an arrow going across the screen. That car is it? That car. They basically are. Chiefs are driving red arrow, and it used to go in the air for passes and an arrow for run. And the Chiefs always used to be run, 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 run. Like Larry Johnson, run. Larry Johnson, run. Larry Johnson, run. Interception, Brody (laughs) Croy. It was just like ah. Me on my dial-up internet, just sitting there Sunday evenings, just refreshing that the whole time. That's how I followed the Chiefs. Jesus. Wow! No, no, mine, mine was Matt Castle and uh, Kyle Orton, and you know, the, yeah. Oh, was Matt Castle your first? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, was... good season. There was one good season, Matt Castle. 
Well, yeah, there was. But I mean, yeah, when it gets to the point where you're watching Kyle Orton, you think he's going to be the next coming. Yeah, true. true. Um, yeah, because it, yeah, it beat the Packers, didn't he? I think it was. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember that. And I was thinking, that's him. That's the one. That's the guy. That's who we need. Yeah. Um, how wrong we were. Anyway, um, sidetracked again. We always do that, don't we? Uh, so, uh, yeah, cheers for that, mate. Um, power rankings back. And uh, I think I think it's fair to say that, you know, the top five is probably around about what everybody would probably expect at the part of the season. Yeah. Um, let's see if uh, there's going to be a massive plummet from a particular team. I hope it's the Bills, I really do. Um, but uh, Chiefs, season expectations. What are we thinking? Win-loss record. Are we going to be taking the division for an eighth time? My expectations yeah. are different to what I believe will happen. Okay. My, my expectations of this team is to win the Super Bowl. Like my expectation of this team every year under Patrick Mahomes. Expectation is not a prediction, is it? No, it's not a prediction. It's what I expect of them. Yeah. So if I if they don't get to that, they disappoint me. That's the way I see it. Okay. My expectation <laughs> of this team is. Can I just say, did you ever get to think that you'd get to this point where you think, right, if we don't win a Super Bowl, I'm going to be majorly disappointed with this team? Yeah, it's every every year we don't win the Super Bowl is a lost season under Patrick Mahomes. It's crazy now, isn't it? When they think, have that oh, mindset I just want to well. get to the playoffs. <laughs> but that's not just a fan mindset. Brett Veach has that same mindset. He said yeah. last year, everyone's talking about rebuilding. And he was like, nah, we're not rebuilding. We're going out to win this stuff. And we did. Yeah. So, yeah, my expectations of the Chiefs is to win the Super Bowl. Do I think it's going to happen this year? No. No. I don't. Um... I, although I think the team, like it really goes against everything I said in the first half of the show. I think it's going to be like the most efficient offense of all time. I think it's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. I do think the AFC is so loaded this year. Yeah. Like the most loaded conference I can ever, ever remember. Mm-hmm. That although that I think on paper the Chiefs are the best team in the conference. It would not surprise me if something went wrong along the way. Like mm. just anything. You could you're talking injuries, a few mistakes here and there, the Chiefs being the Chiefs and losing a game themselves. Like it doesn't the, the margin error is big, obviously, because they are so good. Yeah. But in the, if it's for example, if it's the NFC, I'd be locking them in right now. Mm-hmm. I'd be locking them in. But because it's the AFC, it's a big margin of error in the game to game situation. But when you're playing potentially free playoff games against quality opponents, all of a sudden the margin of error gets slow, like shorter and uh, shorter. It gets thinner and thinner and thinner. Yeah, not thinner, smaller. Gets yeah. smaller, smaller, smaller. I got there. I got there. Got there in the end, mate. Yeah, well gets done. Smaller and smaller and smaller. So I, I think the Chiefs, they get, they can win it. There's no doubt about that. They get, they can win it. They can repeat. I like. If they repeated, I wouldn't be surprised at all. There's a reason why they're the bookies' favourites. But I just think in that conference this year, it's going to take a Herculean off, uh, effort for them to to repeat. Yeah. Maybe, did I make sense then or not? Like I feel like Kinda, I was yeah. a little bit. I mean, I dozed off a little bit in between, but yeah, yeah. You had a glazed I, look on your eyes over your eyes, and I just, I don't know. I just felt like maybe I was waffling a little bit. Like maybe I'm just trying to find a reason for them not to win it all. Maybe I'm just trying to be all edgy and cool. Like I'm from Shoreditch, you know what I mean? Um, like trying I mean, to be all edgy right and cool. Like you got it right last year. I don't know. Maybe I just really want to be right all the time, and so I'm just going for, going for something else now. Because yeah, I predicted that. Yeah, you know, see that I got that right. Yeah, I told you he was going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm slowly, surely convincing myself to to predict the Chiefs again, by the way, now. <laughs> yeah, well, no, exactly. But no, you're right. I mean, talking about the AFC, I mean, the, you know, you've got up-and-coming teams in the in this league, in this division now. Oh, yeah. sorry, in this conference, should I say. Because um, you've got, obviously, like you said, the Bills, we, we're obviously a bit, you know, you know, undecided about those. But you've got the Miami Dolphins who could be threatening. Yeah. You've got the Bengals, obviously, we've mentioned. You've got the Ravens that could be threatening. You've got the Jaguars, who actually played very well last year, especially in the, um, you know, getting into, obviously, the playoffs. Um, you obviously got the Chiefs and everything like that. But there's so many avenues you could go down in this AFC conference where you haven't got as many avenues going down in the NFC. No. Um, you've got pretty much, I would argue, probably two dead certs out of yep. the entire conference there in the yep. 49ers and the Eagles. Yep. And anybody else there will probably else will probably get there as a fluke. I mean I mean we could we could argue that maybe the Vikings or the the, the Lions, but there's two dead certs right there that nobody's really kind of toppling them as there. So let's do the NFC first because I know you want to pick them and I so do I. Yeah. Are we both saying it's the 49ers for the Super Bowl, yeah? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think so. I was going to go Eagles because I, I they, they they really impressed me in the last Super Bowl. I know obviously they lost, but um, they really impressed me the way they played and where that team was so connected with each other. Um, yeah. That I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they actually got there back there again. We're talking about back to back with the Chiefs, but I honestly think the Eagles could do a back to back, you know, visit to the Super Bowl. Um, but I think Forty ers I don't know. There's something about them. I think that I just think yeah, I can really see them going for it this year. Who are they playing? They're playing the Bengals. Nah, they're not playing the Bengals. Who are they playing then? Nah, they're not playing the Bengals. The Bengals aren't the best team in the AFC North. The Ravens are. Ravens? Okay. I, I've, that, that's not who I'm picking, by the way. I am really high on the Ravens this year. Yeah. I am really, really high on them. Would not surprise me at all to see them in the Super Bowl. Too. Like, honestly, I think they're going to be excellent. They were so good last year and they had no one playing basically a bunch of people off the streets and they were still very good last year. Yeah. So, um, and now they've finally tied up Lamar Jackson to a contract as well. Yeah. Um, I think they're playing the Jets. I think the Magic Man was right. The Jets? No. Yeah. I think the Magic Man from Hard Knocks was right. Um, their defense is ridiculous. Yeah. Robert Salah is a hell of a defensive coach. They've got so much talent on the defense. CJ Mosley, they've got Source Gardner, they've obviously got Quinn Williams, they've got they are loaded. And last year they their defense performed admirably. Okay. They're going to be even better. But the addition of Aaron Rodgers to that team is just gold dust. Like he looks like a player reborn as well. It's um maybe it's the hard knocks hype. Maybe if the hard knocks were on a different team, I'd think oh maybe I like that's who I'd want to pick, uh, who I would pick to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I feel like the Jets are probably the most perfectly balanced team in the AFC right now. Really? Yeah. Wow. I've I've actually got the The Chiefs yeah. are top heavy. Yeah. The Chiefs are offense heavy. We know that. The Bengals are more offense heavy this year than they have been. The Ravens are a very well balanced team. The Dolphins is obviously an offensively heavy team. Mm. We don't know what the Chargers are going to do. The Chargers, by the way aren't being talked about much this year. They absolutely should be because Kellen Moore going there is like a ridiculous coup for them because he's such a good offensive coordinator and he should turn it around in, in LA. Basically it's down to Kellen Moore, whether Brandon Staley has a job next year or not, because yeah. if he doesn't, if Kellen Moore doesn't perform, Brandon Staley's gone. 
Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see how that goes. They could be a very good team. Good team. I don't really buy Denver because I'm not still. I, I really like Sean Payton, but I don't buy that Russell Wilson can actually rekindle any form. No. He's um, got a lot of work to do there, Sean yeah. Payton. Um, the Steelers, have, the Steelers have getting a bit of hype, but again, young quarterback, young receivers. A team has never really been that great offensively since the Killer Bees. How many years ago? So I'm not really buying them. So they although the AFC is loaded, um, I do think the Jets are probably the most balanced team of the lot. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the 49ers will win said Super Bowl yeah. against the Jets, but I I can see a situation where the Jets do make the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Really? Yeah. So they've completely changed the, the fortunes around because they finished. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. East for God knows how long yeah. now. You know what? The, the an interesting conversation would come out of the um, pack, uh, not Jets win the Super Bowl rather hmm. would be the the Mahomes Rodgers comparisons again would come up because hmm. they kind of kind of got silenced a little bit because everyone always compares Mahomes to Rodgers because Mahomes has already gone and got his second already. Yeah. If Rodgers gets his second ring in a new in a new club, then uh, I think that conversation will rekindle. Yeah. The reason I picked the Bengals is because I see a franchise that is massively hungry. Uh, I see the, 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 the team's hungry, the fan base is hungry, the ownership's hungry. And I, it almost likened the, the fact that when the Chiefs were chasing, obviously, for their... Well, their second, uh, you know, Super Bowl, um, their first one in the Holmes era, and always being kind of toppled by the uh, the Patriots. I think the Bengals feel that way about the Chiefs, always toppling them at the you know the killer moments, especially in the, like the playoffs. You say we uh, beat once out of four games. Yeah, but you know it's that hunger that they 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 absolutely were so close, weren't they, in that last game, mm. and. I think that that's the hunger that will drive them even further and get them into the into the Super. I don't think they'll win it. I think the 49ers will absolutely win it. I think we're both on the on, on the bus with that one. But I think the Bengals have that drive and hunger, which I don't think the Jets have. They've got the talent, like you said, they've got the balance and they've got the talent there at the Jets, and they've got all the right pieces right there. But I think the Bengals have got the pieces and they've got that hunger as well. It just just edges it for me. That's nah, I'm think. not buying it. Not buying um, it. Nah, they're, I think... You've gone for the hard knocks hype. That's what you... No, no, I, I think the Bengals, they're going to struggle to get enough wins to get a bye. They're going to have to play three playoff games. Yeah. Like, I don't know who's going to be the first seed in the AFC, but I, I couldn't tell you who that's going to be. Um, that's anyone's guess. Um, probably the Jags, most likely. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly not going to be an AFC North team because that division is too good for a a first seed to come out of it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not buying the Bengals. I think they're very good. Yeah. They are very, 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 very good, in fact. But this how are they want it more. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, probably when we say about our own team, I believe it. But when I hear about other teams, I mean, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> stupid. Uh, <laughs> 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 what absolute uh, everyone wants it do you know what yeah. I mean <laughs> um, I don't know everyone wants it yeah. it just it just sounds like you know it just sounds like Hollywood crap <laughs> they wanted it more than us oh, yeah really uh, <laughs> I don't know honestly what you like man yeah alright then uh, right are we going to leave it there 
I think so. I think we've been talking for about an hour and 20 minutes. So, um, <laughs> take time to edit this one, mate. Thanks very much. Yeah, that's all right. No worries. No worries. Right. That's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back next week on our seasonal schedule. Uh, so you'll hear from us every week now, you lucky, lucky listeners. Uh, so, uh, the season promises to be obviously another great one. So, stick around for more of your favorite podcasts from Arrowhead Pride. Make sure you get all the latest Chiefs news from our website, arrowheadpride.com. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.